everybody, and welcome back to Who and Review, the podcast where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. My name is Nick G, and today on the show, we're going to be reviewing Series 12, Episode 7, Can You Hear Me? And here with me to do that are Nick Z. These immortals, I don't have anything clever to say this week, it's just like, I got, th- I got, uh, I have other things to say. Chloe. I've been released from my prison between, uh worlds for good behavior just for this episode i go back tomorrow <laughs> caroline i feel like i've been waiting so long for this so let's play a game <laughs> and Evan. we might have a few spare thumbs in stock to help us rate this one oh boy <laughs> Man, that guy must have. Yeah, be good thumbs. That, that guy must have had a lot of spare digits because every time they all detached, he only ever used one. It's true. Just throwing fingers away. Yeah. What? What? What are you doing? It's the, overkill. Throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Mm. Man, I'm. <laughs> that was really conspicuous thumb consumption. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, it was. I'm surprised worst. none of you went. I'm surprised none of you went with Ryan's. I got chips though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you did, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Chips. Still got it in there. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> legit. Yeah. Both the British and the American chips. So yeah. Either is good. Yeah. Yep. If somebody came to my door. Poor tea That's tool. usually how you get me out of my moods. You yeah. want chips, though. Yeah. I like... <laughs> seemed like some kind of inside joke or catchphrase. It was sweet. Yeah. It was it, it was so hard to not look at that, that interaction between those two. I've been... Uh, and, and not be like, oh, they, they're into each other. Like, we can have platonic male friendships. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Where people talk about things. Yes, but at the same mm-hmm. time, wouldn't it be great if I had this kind of bi? <laughs> yeah, we need more bi characters on this show that are not Captain Jack. So, all, all the social media presence of this episode that I saw were like, 1380, Aleppo, what's going on? We spent very little time there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Turns out not much was going on. It really had just yeah, no bearing whatsoever. It was like, yeah, yeah a it... bunch of people disappeared. Too bad. It could have been any place at any time, and it would have had just as much effect. Yeah. I mean, kind of kind of neat to, uh, to keep going with that whole historical thing. Uh, teaching people that Islamic doctors... Pretty enlightened about uh, mental health treatment early on. Is Certainly that? for 1380. Yeah. yeah. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. One of the oldest hospitals. I gotta tell yeah. you, though, that little tidbit of knowledge really didn't stick in my... Like, as far as my impressions <laughs> of this episode are concerned, and I have watched it one and a half times uh, mm. to be ready for this review, mm. I honestly can say that that piece of information did not stick. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't have any problem with it, with there being 1380 Aleppo being part of it. I think it's fine when they just do, lo- like, I don't know whether it was location or if this was the quarry in Wales, <laughs> but, like, I like the idea of let's travel through space. Oh, yeah. And also time. <laughs> or not Britain. Yeah, 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 no, that's... Like, somewhere that's not Britain, even though everybody has British accents still. <laughs> that, that's well, fine. As is... It's just what I'm gathering here is that all the media stuff, like all of the advertising for this episode, suggested it It, it was more yeah, central. Yeah, but like... Would, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but wouldn't you prefer 
that than it being a huge spoiler. I guess that's true. I, I'm also not... Uh, like, I avoid all of the trailers and, and media stuff for that reason, precisely. Exactly. So if you avoid it, but you accidentally happen upon it, which is not impossible to do with the ubiquity of social media, mm. wouldn't you rather be, quote, spoiled about something that ends up being fairly minor in the end? I, I guess that's true. I, I guess I would have expected, though, that you're tailoring the trailer for the audience who actually wants to see the trailer. Uh, I, I don't know. You can't really... I, I don't blame BBC for when I accidentally catch wind of spoilers, right? It's not their responsibility to control that, necessarily. Mm-hmm. No, I, ju- I just said, like, like the trailer didn't even allude to that. Like, I, I guess you haven't seen the trailers, but they're, li- they're literally ten seconds long. <laughs> They've yeah. done a very good job um, of keeping the trailers minor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just saying... That I'm just saying when I saw like on Instagram and on Facebook okay. posts about Doctor Who, it would always preface it with thirteen eighty Aleppo. Yep. Okay. I, I yeah, okay, I misunderstood then, but hmm. Yeah, just like that that's 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 what was set up, but then we quickly diverged away from that. Then we had Tahira like along for the ride for most of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And we went back we were in Aleppo three times. It was basically each of the acts started with Aleppo. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Aleppo works well as a framing device as well. So mm-hmm. it's not yeah. that we spent no time in Aleppo or Aleppo wasn't significant at all. Yeah. Um, it was basically where we started each of our acts. Yeah, it g- helped ground the story somewhat. Yes. Okay. It also reminds me that I still like the idea of having a companion from the past. Mm. Yeah, that hasn't happened for a while now. Aw, that reminds me of Jamie. I miss Jamie. (laughs) Jamie often struggled to understand just what was going on around him. Still. I can't think of anyone anyone more recent than, like, Charlie. And that's just from the audios. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Maybe they'll, uh, they'll bring back Tesla as a companion. Yes. (laughs) We can always hope. The new the new crew at the end of this is just going to be all the historical figures. Oh she's man, picked up Tesla, Ada Lovelace, um, yeah. um, um, Charles Babbage, Charles Babbage, uh, Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's it's getting ahead of ourselves. I think. Yeah, it's just a little. Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out, you it is possible to develop all the companions in one episode. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. Successfully, too. Mm -hmm. So I guess we chalk up, like, the first half of the season so far as, like, growing pains, and they're they're kind of feeler in their way there. They're they're getting there. On episode seven. Yeah. Yeah, they figured it out. Episode seven of ten. (laughs) Are you better late than never? That that being said, I don't think you could have every episode be like this. No. 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 This was... A bit of like it. It was heavy on character development, but in terms of what happened, it was slightly navel gazy, which I really enjoyed. But it was like it was a little slower for that reason. Mm. And I think a whole a whole series of that would be people would feel a bit of a slug. Yeah, it would feel slow for ten to twelve episodes. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just one of the things you have to sort of take on the chin, if you will, when you're doing a series that isn't 
episodic that isn't or not uh, episodic isn't serial mm. like there isn't a, a through arc aside from this whole timeless child thing which is really more of like a noun yeah than any kind of arc. <laughs> yeah that's that's how rtd did it <laughs> just keep yep. saying the same thing yep. and in the last episode tell everybody what it was <laughs> that's an arc <laughs> oh man and the last episode susan appears that's the arc. Oh, it's Susan. It's hey. definitely Susan. Suddenly Susan. <laughs> Whereas I feel the like rest we made of the that season was desperately seeking oh, Susan. <laughs> Phantom is certainly desperately seeking yes. Susan. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Caroline Ford is still around. We can do this thing. Mm-hmm. Let's get on it. <laughs> yeah. I also appreciate, like, despite this episode, or... Maybe not despite, but this episode being navel gazy, mm-hmm. I also felt it was the the best handling of a topic like Doctor Who for the last season and a half. Like Chipnell Run has been let me let let me teach you about a topic via the Doctor, and I felt like this was one of the best uses of teaching or touching on a real world concept without feeling preachy. Mm. We were talking about mental health, yeah, yeah, and I felt like it was handled in. Especially with Ryan's friend. Yeah. I love, like, I felt like the way that his depression, plus or minus anxiety, was handled was very well done. Yeah, what was the case of the doctor saying, you have to talk to people about what's going on with you. Go go do that. Mm -hmm. It was like, like, they weren't, it wasn't even... The plot influencing them is just like they came around to it and they kind of like in their own relationship figured out that they had to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we get yeah. this wonderful moment at the end with Ryan realizing that, you know, if he wants to be there for his friend and have solid interpersonal relationships where he can be like part of a like a support structure for his friend and vice versa, he has to be there. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting that moment that Rory and Amy came along, came around to eventually in Moffat's run where you can't, like, when you're with the Doctor, despite how much the Doctor is like, oh, I can take you back whatever time you want, the reality is no. You are still divorced from the rest of your social circle outside of the TARDIS and the implications of that. So I think based on this, Ryan's going to be the first one gone. If they all come out alive at the end of this season, I could see Ryan being gone for that reason. Yeah. I approve. I approve of this decision. Yeah. Hmm? Ooh. Because you don't like Ryan or because of the way it came about? Because it feels like the right time for him to move on. Like, he's had some character development. I don't see it going much farther, much deeper than that. And Mm. he's for all intents and purposes, the least interesting of them. Uh, Graham's... Oh, I disagree. I think Yaz is. Really? Yes. They've really laid the groundwork to get rid of any one of the companions here, <sighs> if you think about it. So, like... Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think this is going to be, I, like... I think they're setting up to try and get us to guess who's going to be gone, who's leaving. I can't see Yaz leaving. And, and I think that would be in the best interest of the character is if Ryan and or Graham leave and then Yaz can become an interesting character because I still 
feel like I'm being told but not shown things about Yaz's character. Hmm. And I... I don't find her as interesting as I want to find her. Mm-hmm. I think she keeps getting stuff. Like, I feel like I can see the script with Yaz. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, like Yaz had, like, interior TARDIS. <laughs> Yaz has a nice moment with the doctor. Because I, Chris Chibnall, say that Yaz has a nice moment with the doctor. <laughs> like, I feel like I can see the strings with Yaz. Whereas mm. with Graham is incredible. And I do feel bad that my favorite companion is the white guy. Yeah. Mm. I feel like Ryan has had some like real genuine character development this season. A lot that has yeah. gone behind that that's gone beyond I have dyspraxia. Mm-hmm. But but again, like with Yaz I can still feel like I see the mm-hmm. I see the script. Mm-hmm. I would certainly agree in that um in this episode where you get the sequence with each of the companions, it's a lot more clearly defined with Graham and Ryan that uh like yeah, here's here's what it's costing you. This is the opportunity cost of spending all this time with the Doctor and the TARDIS. And it was a lot more vague with Yaz. So when you, yeah. when you say kind of what you said there, it, it, it uh, I, I understand where that comes from. That, that kind of sparked. I don't. Some, no? I, I really strongly disagree. No. She had that moment with her sister where she was like, no, mom and dad have left. And and then she, and then she realized that she entirely missed uh, the point where her sister learned to cook. But like, that's that's what I mean. That's what Chloe's saying. Where it, it feels like there's a lot not being said. There's a lot to find out here that they're kind of holding back for tension's sake. And that's not what that's I'm, not that what she's saying. saying? I, okay, no. I misunderstood it entirely. No, I'm saying that like I can see the lines. Like I can see the other actors. Like I, I feel like there's too much telling. Oh. I'd, I I feel like she goes in and she's being told, oh, you missed mom and dad because we didn't want to pay those actors this week. <laughs> and I learned to cook for reasons. Because and she's just, growing up without her big sister. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's, there's isn't like... Isn't she, like, 20? She's grown up. No, she's still in high school, isn't she? It's... It, I, I kind of get the impression... She, older. Yeah, she seems a lot older, older yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it I, seems like I don't know, man. Like, I'm oh, sorry. With Yaz here, time is sort of wishy-washy to begin with. The whole thing with her running away was three. What was three, it? at yeah. least three, three years. years ago? Three years earlier, it said. But yes. If that's the case, isn't she supposed to be like 24 now? Yeah. So yeah. she ran away from home at 21. Yeah, I mean, and like missing your sister learning to cook. My sisters are five and a half and eight years younger than me. I missed them learning to cook because I was away at school. Like, does is that character development? No, that means I, I, I just wasn't there. Yeah. Clearly, that's what the episode wants you to take that's from it. That's what I mean. It. The yeah. episode yeah. wants me to take things about Yaz, and I don't care. <laughs> Man. Isn't she supposed to be a police officer? Yeah. Yeah, but... You know, the Jadoon took care of that in the last episode, uh, or the episode before the last one. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have this feeling that maybe it, Series 13 is just the Doctor and Yaz. I'd be okay with that. It could I'm be. fine with that. Yeah. And it, 
We don't know that that series thirteen will be Jodie Whittaker's last season. Mm. Three three and done is often what has been done, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if Chibnall wants to have no the same companion for like a, a, a companion hangover between new doctors. Ah. Hmm. Um, if so, we're probably getting a new companion next season. But hmm. yeah, I could see it with the Doctor and Yaz. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, they. I don't know. They have the best chemistry out of the three. I like Graham and I like Ryan for completely different reasons. Uh, Graham has so much life experience, but he's still the <laughs> nitty gritty, down to earth. He's the old guy, right? And he shows it like he he's not as physically capable and he's like, fuck you guys. I don't know what this shit is. I'm 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 old as hell. I don't have time to learn this stuff. Tell me. And Ryan, he's like, well, I'm a dumb kid and I've never had this experience in my life. Tell me. Uh, And they they are great characters for that. But. I see Yaz as being more. Like, she has untapped potential, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely untapped. I think that's <laughs> kind of what, maybe what, uh, what some of us are picking up on and mm. getting frustrated by, the fact that she has that potential. But no, it just never seems to get used. Mm. Yet, anyway. Yet. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It gets used Perhaps. sparingly, I think. Yeah. I feel like Yaz is written not dissimilarly to the way Rose was written. Mm. Which I know, especially on this podcast, is like tantamount to like the worst thing you could say about a character. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I I do kind of feel like they're writing her in the same way. Not necessarily, because I don't know if BBC is going to go in this direction as a romantic potential for the Doctor. Although I definitely wondered if like that was the reason why Yaz got to the point she wanted to run away if there was some self-discovery or some, or some like yeah. some self-conflict yeah. happening yeah um but i feel like she gets she sometimes gets unearned moments of like she goes off and does her own thing like this was last episode not so much this episode where she gets rewarded for going off and doing stupid shit on her own because the doctor likes her mm. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And that was stupid as hell. That was just <laughs> dumb. Ah, that frustrated me. But and then she gets to like say, she, I feel like she's given lines that are like I, I just feel like some of her things that are supposed to come off as clever are unearned. I agree with you. Thanks. I. Agree. <laughs> I don't d- care d- if you do. Basically, jeez, <laughs> well, telling you anyway. <laughs> I'm the well, rebel of this podcast. Whatever. Yeah, really cool. I know. Um, my fingers crossed for Yaz in the future. Yeah, you know what? Like, it all sounds really negative <laughs> when I talk about Yaz, but, like, I I don't go into Doctor watching an episode of Doctor Who being like, I hope this is shitty. <laughs> I mean, if you hated her, you wouldn't be like, she could be so good. No. You'd just if be I like, genuinely was like yeah. that, I would be on the subreddit for Doctor Who. Oof. Talking about how terrible everything is. <laughs> yeah. I have unsubscribed from that subreddit. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we got a higher caliber... A villain than we've seen. Yeah, I have. I've been meaning to ask about this. Is this villain in some way tied to old Doctor Who? Because it seemed like there was a reference there that I didn't have. Yes, 
it sound it sounded to me initially like he's he was describing himself or saying that he was the black guardian did anyone else no catch that <laughs> I, then I so what are you talking that. about <laughs> in i forget if it was zelen or the doctor who referred to them but um i think in the explanation of immortals the toy maker was mentioned mm-hmm Yes, from uh, from uh, a Hartnell story that is mostly yeah, lost. The, yeah, it's called like I think it's called the Celestial Toymakers. The yes, story. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, apparently the toy. Okay, ahead, okay, sure. Uh, and apparently, this Toymaker character has also appeared in some audios, a book, also the comics. Because mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, so what we know is this guy knows the toy maker. Well, well the thing, the thing, this toy maker is also another one of these eternals, another one of these beings in the universe of Doctor Who that uh, apparently was around since the creation or start or whatever of this universe of the Doctor Who universe that Doctor Who seems to take place in, um, and contributed to its its generation creation. However you want to phrase it, in some way, shape, or form. Wasn't the explanation was that the the toy maker was from another dimension that somehow yeah. got pulled into the doctors through some into sort of one, catastrophe? Yeah. And yeah. because he's from another dimension, the laws of physics don't apply to him, and so he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Hmm. Continuing the theme of another dimension. Yep. Another dimension. Another, another dimension, dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> So, but then they also mentioned the guardians, which like would, ref- as far as I know, refer to the the black guardian and the white guardian from, I want to say, uh, fourth Baker. doctor stuff. Yeah, yeah, Tom Baker. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then also the Eternals, which I guess yeah. they are. These just two. reminded me. Yeah. Of a little a little uh, Doctor Who's to a little fifth Doctor story called Enlightenment. Oh hey. Uh, which introduces the Eternals. And they're having a big space race on, on spaceships that look like actual ships. Like it's a mad, 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 mad right. world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those were Eternals. I don't remember anything about them except the Black Guardian was around mm-hmm. in that story. Hmm. I think. So they're uh, all friends. I think, yeah. I think the idea is that they're all Eternals. Like the Guardians, yeah. the Toy Maker. They're all Eternals, but some Eternals just call themselves Eternals. Hmm. I guess because they didn't get a job or something. Tomato, tomato, potato, <laughs> you know, whatever. Chips. 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 <laughs> I got chips. Chips, though. <laughs> Alright, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so a little bit of a callback, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So we got extra dimensional or yeah. other dimensional stuff. Mm. Yeah. 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 Which uh, cool. Oh, adds which adds some texture to the whole Doctor Ruth thing, mm. potentially. Mm. Yeah, they never really mentioned mm. that Especially, again, did they? I mean, not until the last two episodes, probably. And then there was the Doctor's the Doctor's nightmare, which was as ambiguous as you could have possibly. Yeah. Been. Did I ever think we're gonna get a little more? Because I didn't like. I was hoping we'd zoom in a touch more on the other figure, even to the back of their head. Yeah. Just to get a look at what they were wearing so we or see. get an, an indication of, who is it 
Yeah, so we could see Susan yeah. stitched into the back of the hat or something. Exactly. <laughs> Property S U S A N. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought maybe we would get like a like a slow pan into the the figure, and mm-hmm. maybe they they start to turn, and then she wakes up like right as you're about to see the face, something like that, <laughs> as opposed to like a, just a, a wide shot. But no. But no, just a wide no. shot. Yeah. So thank goodness that was there because this—that means this episode is not filler. That's yeah, right. We got an art. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Man, Just Speaking enough of to art. keep the trail of breadcrumbs going. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Just when you think there are no more to find, you spot one. J- mm-hmm. Just keep us hanging on like suckers. <laughs> Speaking of arcs, though, I know that uh, that the doctor is able to overcome all sorts of things and. You know, handily defeat all sorts of enemies by outsmarting them, outwitting them, that kind of thing. Villains of this magnitude feel like they're not done justice by a single episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. Her being to force herself awake from a uh, eternal slumber beset by a god should, I don't know, it feels kind I mean, of half. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that, but like, just their plot in general isn't super clear to me. I guess, I guess they just went to Earth to like binge eat fear, but then what does that even mean? They had like uh, they're monsters. <laughs> Zelen had to like kidnap people to bring them to this platform mm-hmm. um, to extract their nightmares to feed. Um, What's your name? Corella? Corella Deville. Let's just go with Yeah, yeah. Corella, sure. Rakaya. Hmm? Rakaya. Too late, Corella. Rakaya. R-A-K-A-Y-A. C-R-U. Anyway, he had to kidnap those people to bring them there to feed Corella. Or Rakaya. Rakaya. Good boy. Whatever. Corella. Anyway. <laughs> While she was imprisoned. It's just like playing D D, isn't it? <laughs> now you know how it feels, man. <laughs> I try not to do that. Um anyway. So, you know, that's terrifying. That's bad. But then they go to Earth and they just snack on some fear. What happens to people when they when they have their fear snacked on? Do they lose it? Do they gain more? Where where's the problem? It sort of sounded like it was a an infinitely renewable resource was sort of yeah. getting at. No. So then so what's the problem with these eternals fine. eating fear? Because they create more of it? I guess. Do they? I mean I mean they're 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 somewhat frightening, but maybe in the absence of fear, in the fear void if you will, your body creates mm. more fear. They they so, they milk you like but, a, a proverbial fear cow. But if you have five fear and you lose five fear and then gain five fear, you still have five fear. Hmm. But what if you like level up and get six fear? (laughs) (laughs) Then you become a much richer meal. Maybe it's the the way that like fear theoretically interacts with the brain. And I feel like they were trying to draw a parallel between fear and and depression. Okay. And maybe the idea is like by feeding on the fear, you're more likely to be depressed. Rest. Well, you'd have a much harder like time sleeping the... for sure, and sleep deprivation is really bad. Yeah, that I, would be it. I feel like 
the idea was through I don't know what means, but to put, put to put humanity into a perpetual state of fear. Mm. Okay. So they could eternally snack on them, which would be bad for humanity. Sure. That was basically yeah. That's what they basically said in that like that cool animatic or animation that they did. It was mm-hmm. basically like mm-hmm. they had the two planets. Yeah. And the planets like fought within the planet and then each other and then they finally got wise. So they were trying to do that again. Yes. Okay. But with more control so that it doesn't backfire again? Ideally. No, I, I don't think they thought it was going to backfire. I think they're I think... rather arrogant about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It seemed like they were going more with was... like a Matrix-style fear battery thing this time. Well, well. also, last time, each of, there was one to a planet. This time, it's both of them on one planet. True. So. True. More efficient battery cell um, technology. That's right. Mm. Um, how did everybody like the animation? I loved it. It was really neat. Reminded me a little bit of Hedwig in the Angry Inch, to be honest. A little less um, kind of scrawly, but... Yeah, yeah, a little, a little less scrawly. polished. Still, yeah, yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded it me of. good to have another medium. Yeah. It was just... As a sort of dream sequence. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. It didn't seem out of place or anything. It... Like telling a children's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the Brothers Grimm and how it's for the kids! Yeah. Flopping off their feet. That kind of know. a Moana feel to it. Mm-hmm. Ah. I nice. see what's happening here. Yeah, I, I think it's the kind of thing that had the potential to be clunky, but it felt very... It felt very, like, organic in the sense of the way it was put in the episode and, like, the specific style of animation that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh... I think I liked that better than if they had done, like, a sepia-toned ha. flashback with actual actors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think... That would have been a little Because it would have been sepia-toned. Yeah. I think at this point that would have been far, far outside their budget. Mm-hmm. Just to put the sepia film? Oh, no, no, no. Just to have, like, a bunch of actors and, like, a bunch of sets of two planets. Oh, oh, like To pay the extras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes. the costumes, the extras, the lights, the cameras. Actions. That's fair. You just make it You just make it generic BBC Victorian set <clears throat> number 365. <laughs> 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 because, yeah, there were a lot of, like, surreal elements that could have very easily fallen on their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this episode, because because you had everyone's like fear dreams that you saw, and I mm-hmm. thought they're all pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They uh, felt they felt real enough the way that your own nightmare feels real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still had like weird elements, like people disappearing or time skips, that again are the way you would dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Like. It certainly wasn't too weird. It wasn't like Lynchian, but no. it was no. appropriate. I know. Oh, I don't know. be disappointed. <laughs> oh, I will be. Aww. I'll have to go could watch you, what Jack Could you watch then. that all the time? Mm, I mean, it depends. Like, not not all of his stuff is that oppressively surreal. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch. But do you? Inland but do you Empire want it to be? <laughs> no. That's no, the question. Like, okay. What Jack did is perfectly, so we... or what did Jack do? I don't even I don't remember what it's called, but the, 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 the Netflix, new Netflix short, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's like not, uh, not, uh, not say Inland Empire levels of, of uh, disruptive. It's like what 
a 12th or 16th the length of Inland Empire. <laughs> yeah. A little less time for things to, to boil up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> so what we're saying is next season, the showrunner should be David Lynch. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> we, can see, we can see three episodes of the Doctor sweeping the TARDIS. Yes. <laughs> just keep skipping back to the companions doing their own thing, and the whole episode yeah. is just her sweeping periodically. <laughs> just, the whole B arc is her sweeping. How did you guys like the interaction between Graham and Doctor Graham and the Doctor at the end? I can say things. I got things to say. Yeah, absolutely. That is an <laughs> um, open question. Yeah, no, I felt like what the doctor said was Capaldi doctor. Specifically the bit about how he's like, oh, this is like, I, I could see Capaldi saying, this is a social interaction thing, right? I need to say a thing. Because I feel like he has said something similar to that in his Oh, work. absolutely. When he had cue cards with uh, <laughs> like reminders. Yeah, exactly. Things. Like, how, do I, how am I supposed to respond to this? So I felt like it was maybe a nice thread that joins the personality of the previous doctor in this doctor. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. I was I was on board with it. I was on, I'm on board with stuff that makes the doctor more alien. I, that just yeah. felt a little out of the blue for me. I I, I don't feel like Jodie Whittaker's doctor has been that socially clueless up till now. Um, not, it, not I, I, really, I'm not saying it's unwelcome it just seems out of nowhere I think maybe I'm doing the more work than the writer was doing here but <laughs> we, we don't have to say that every that's episode true, that's true <laughs> we're always doing that of course <laughs> we're, a, we're a Doctor Who <laughs> review show um, <laughs> but I, I bought it because it was a very heavy topic heavy conversation and I don't think I don't think Jodie Whittaker's Doctor has really had too many of those that involve things that aren't somehow more directly related to her. Every, every time she reassures somebody, it's because of the crazy situation that they're in, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like I'm gonna think of a way to get out of it because I have the TARDIS and I yeah. have my team and all this, but she can't really do anything about cancer. No, <laughs> like could she? I mean, like, like, is there no, is there no reason why the TARDIS couldn't fix, like, completely eliminate any remaining cancer cells? Like, I feel like I, that's within the realm, but I see what you're yeah. saying. I feel like that goes back to the Doctor has c- could possibly have godlike power, and if God exists, why do bad things happen? Mm-hmm. But like, I, I guess I'm thinking of it in terms of like. River Song exists the way she does because Amy and Rory had sex in the time vortex. <laughs> so clearly, the TARDIS and the exposure to the time vortex can fix things. No, that's that's the canon reason. It is the canon reason. <laughs> oh, so, it's just when you say it um, like that. And, oh. The giggity in the TARDIS. Moffat's not always good, you guys. <laughs> um, I was going to say... Um, regardless of whether the Doctor and the TARDIS can fix... can cure cancer... I think it's also a reasonable reaction because how does any one person, Time Lord or otherwise, react to that kind of heavy statement coming at them unless you are consistently dealing with that kind of heavy statement yes. or you already have like such an incredible level of emotional empathy 
um, like most people are going to de- default mm. to like, oh, that that That's- sucks, man. I, f- yeah. I find that really relatable, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it and and it could even like tie into like, well, why are you called the doctor kind of thing, you know? Like mm-hmm. because as you say, unless someone who's used to dealing with those sorts of situations, like a doctor mm-hmm. who would have their bedside manner down, this doctor <laughs> depending cl- on the doctor, depending on the yeah. doctor, this doctor mm-hmm. clearly does not. So it's like I mean, we're getting at why do you call yourself the doctor? We may we may get at some of that in the finale this season. Yeah, doctor philosophy. Yeah. There have been a lot of a lot of lines about yeah, like what she, what they're doctor of. Yeah. Um remember the knife doctor saying he majored in pokery jiggery. <laughs> it's a solid major. Yeah. <laughs> Move on to final thoughts. I guess so. Um I really like this episode. Because all all of the characters felt like real people. Mm-hmm. No one no one had had a had a, an affliction of stupid <laughs> during this episode. Yeah, everyone I, had yeah. feelings. Everyone had relatable fears and reactions to things. Um, and we got to know everybody a little bit better. Every character, every principal character, mm-hmm. um, which we basically haven't been able to do yet. And I feel like the villains were of a higher caliber. With acting wise and like, the writing's like eating people's fear is not a super down to earth sort of <laughs> situation, but I'll buy it in Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it it it's no coincidence that that they're not really wearing insane costumes that make them look like monsters, <laughs> but they no. look like people. <laughs> um, honestly, I think that helps with the villain. Um, but this is the kind of Doctor Who. I would like to see all the time. Not navel-gazing, but just, like, I feel like everything was a little more considered and a little more nuanced than it usually is. Even the message mm-hmm. of, uh, of of addressing mental health. Uh, so that's two big thumbs up, and I think this is the best 13th Doctor episode so far. Wow. Z. <laughs> okay. Well, I gotta say, um, ever since we saw the preview last week, I was kind of stoked for this episode um it seemed like there was somebody some do something to do with dreams maybe uh something maybe something something dream lord perhaps (laughs) no did not quite pan out unfortunately no um but nonetheless i thought it was a, a pretty solid episode message wise um that i have no qualms with it delivered it excellently um it made really good points about mental health as we've as we've said um i I guess what disappointed me the most about it was that it wasn't very creepy like okay sure this this eternal being whatever showing up and like jamming dis disembodied fingers in your ear i guess that's kind of creepy but like so what you wanted you wanted like full horror because it Kinda. It was. It I was mean, kind of starting out a little bit horror-y. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess I. I guess I at least wanted to see what happened to the people as a result of of I having see. their fears harvested, because that's sort of the other side of the story to me, and I just didn't get it. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. Also, a little bit disappointed that it felt, 
it feels super ridiculous to say this about a show like Doctor Who that's mm-hmm. been going on for so <laughs> long mm-hmm. with such a rogues gallery of varying varying strengths and weaknesses and wilinesses and all that. But uh, dealing with, with two eternal beings that have been around since the start of the universe, for either coming from another one or just there for reasons mm. in a single episode feels like feels like power creep to me power creep mm. well yeah yeah just the on behalf of the doctor yeah on behalf of the doctor just like whatever the doctor whatever is thrown at the doctor no threat no problem ah just deal with it whatever no issues okay but they got gorilla <laughs> that's true that's true they did get gorilla Hung by their own petards, you might say. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's their nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was a solid episode. Um, but... Uh, maybe maybe rewatching will prove me wrong, but still not topping Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror for me, so I'm going to give it one firmly connected thumb up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Gross. Chloe. Uh, you and I, G, felt very similarly about this episode, and we tried not to talk about it a bunch before we sat down. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I can, if I have really much additionally to add to what you were saying, and also that I haven't already said. Um, mental health is a really tricky topic to tackle, mm-hmm. as is alliteration. Mm-hmm. And um, I was pleasantly surprised by how well this was handled because I don't think previous season could have handled it as well as this season. Hmm. Actually, you just made me think of something. It would have been very, very easy to, once they beat the Eternals and Ryan's friend is not having nightmares anymore, it would have been great to be like, oh, he doesn't have anxiety or depression or whatever. He's cured now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Yeah, no, I appreciate true. that a lot, That to, mm-hmm. to indicate that like, it's still, mm-hmm. it's still a very real, very human problem to have mental health issues. And that it's not... I mean, as, as much as like everyone who suffered with, suffered with mental health would love to be able to say, it's an interdimensional being that mm-hmm. is causing this problem in my brain. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. <laughs> but it's not. It's like a very human condition. And I so appreciated that while the nightmares were gone for his friend, for Tebow, right? For Tebow, his, his mental health problems were not. And that it took... At the very least, from what we saw, therapy, yes, like guided clinical therapy to make a difference. And even even the therapy session, I found just talking about the small things, talking about like I wanted to get, I needed to get out of the house to talk to a cashier. But then there was a self checkout. That's like such a very human thing mm-hmm. that mm. I don't know whether that was a Chibnall thing or whether it was the Charlene James. Charlene James. But, like, bravo to anyone who, who whoever wrote that, because it was so authentic and such a real, like, human experience moment. So I was, I was very pleased about that. And honestly, like, that being one of the last beats they landed on probably colored a lot of my, my feelings about this episode, because I was so pleased about the way that was handled. Um, 
you know, love the idea that they're throwing a little dash of arc in here, because I love an arc. <laughs> so our wide shot of somebody in a cloak. Hey, that's great. That's all I want to see. Just remind, just in, like make sure that I know that the arc is still happening, that you haven't forgot about it, because I haven't forgot about it. <laughs> and yeah, like seeing a little bit of all the characters and seeing their personalities was also like all I've been wanting for these characters. That they're not just props to go along with the doctor and support the doctor doing whatever it is she's doing. So like, yay. Um, overall so far, this season is infinitely better than last season. And I don't know if it's because Chibnall is kind of co-writing everything. If he needs, and maybe that's where he needs to be as a showrunner is just sort of guiding the tone of episodes where, and then having a lead writer doing the actual writing. Because last season, most of the writing, a majority of the episodes were just him writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just a matter of him finding his feet. It's sort of taken him long enough. But hey, no. if, if this is the best way that he works, I'm I'm all for more of this. And I agree. I think this is the best episode possibly thus far. I did not fall asleep, which was positive, <laughs> which has been an issue with some of the. I didn't like look at my phone. I didn't fall asleep. The bar is so low, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. So it's going to get like, you know, four and a half disembodied fingers off a hand. <laughs> out of what? A hand. Out, of, out of a hand? Out of a hand. Okay. How many fingers do you have on your hand? Yeah, geez. Ah. If they're disembodied, then it can. there's no limit, right? <laughs> Uh, um, Caroline. So, honestly, there's not much else to say. Uh, sincerely enjoyed um, everything that was being said about mental health. Sincerely enjoyed all of their character development. Um, and, and it really was, as the doctor said at the end, uh, humans are so incredibly versatile um there there was anxiety shown there was depression shown there was loneliness and bullying and just but then there was also the positive side of that there was companionship there was friendship there was love there was just all of the good stuff alongside that you know and um i was impressed I was impressed also, and um, I think, honestly, we're all going to give this a pretty good rating, because I think we were all feeling the same kind of, um, I don't know, the same rhythm. It, it had kind of a rhythm uh, that kept everyone, um, what's the word I want here, invested in the episode. <laughs> um, and... Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to make the same uh, immortal finger joke, but uh, I, I'm <laughs> definitely giving this one uh, four and a half, four and a half stars. Definitely. Got chips, though. <laughs> <laughs> so. F- I'm just wondering what else I can add. Um. <laughs> same. Okay. <laughs> what is his name? Zillin? Zellin? Yeah, decided, oh, I like this creature so much I'm going to keep one as a pet. And then, like, 
it turned on them and then they're trapped inside the the prison with it and then it's just like ah no it's yeah. like if you're freaking immortals why not just wipe it out of existence do different immortals have different yeah. powers well <laughs> like can yeah. all can all immortals or all eternals unmake <laughs> we have no idea what their powers are yeah. well, what do yeah. you think good no okay yeah. <laughs> like i don't like i don't remember them having one power yeah. I have no idea what their abilities are. Mm. Yeah. Because if you're just the god of creation, dying. you create a thing. Do you like it? No? Oh, I'll just have to put it in the garage. Oh, I have to invent a garage first. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, uh, so that was a little odd. I mean, hey, it kind of goes towards the whole, like, aliens not being more human than alien kind of thing, right? Mm. Like, there are these eternal beings. They they have the form of people. Zelen even said, like, he- it's so curious living in these... What do you call them? Molecules? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, like, they've got all that power, but they're in that prison, which I guess limits it. I don't know. But they also experience fear like humans, so why wasn't she just eating his fear? Because he didn't have any... I don't know, man. Yeah. Because, like, the whole, hey, I'll take a planet, you take a planet, we'll see who gets to destroy it first. Yeah. Right? And, like, the whole two deities having a bet over who can do whatever first. It reminded me of the Book of of Life. You remember that movie? Where it was, like, the sort of um, um, Hispanic history, like, Shibaba and, 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 like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, she was the the goddess of, like, heaven and the afterworld, and he was the god of, like, purgatory hell, I guess, and, like, you have, like, a second death and that kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, how they were trying to, like, oh, you know, which of these boys is going to win the girl's heart? And it's like, fuck, sister, fuck. But anyway, it just kind of reminded me of, like, two gods being like, you know, let's have a competition. And it just happened to be really destructive. But then, like, it backfires on them. And it's like, yeah, well, you know what? We're wise on you. And so we're going to trap one of you. We didn't manage to trap you both. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we would have. But, like, I, I kind of wonder if there was some sort of romantic dynamic or like if it was or if they were siblings and it was like a sibling rivalry like i wasn't quite sure what they're getting at Mm. they're just two best buds oh so like there was that um i appreciate that like they didn't have to go over the top with making them too alien like he has tattoos and pointy ears and like dislodges his fingers out on a whim and she has white hair and funky clothes and that's really all you need because like the acting and like the intimidation of just like their presence was enough to make them like oh this is a threat the point is i like that they actually went to the trouble of making the characters not just you know pawn a to Hmm. you know one b or like whatever the case is they actually had some sort of story to them like they had a bit of you know, these are their insecurities and anxieties and fears. Mm-hmm. Yaz's was a little bit more abstract because we weren't quite sure what was going on. It's like, who is this woman? Who is this young girl? It's, oh, is that her sister? Like, why Why is she on the street with, like... Yeah. And it wasn't explained until later with, you know, three years prior. Yeah. But then... And it's like, oh, okay. But her, then why was she having anxiety well, over that? But her dream, her, her dream itself was her own situation of her attempt to run away from home. But with her sister in her place. Uh, so I guess it was about her fear of her sister running away from her, getting away from her. Maybe. Kind of echoing what Ryan said at the end, that even though they're away and they can come back to any point in time on their in their life that they want, 
they will have changed. Mm-hmm. Worried that she would get bullied and that uh, she wouldn't know about it and she wouldn't be able to protect her. Yeah. Yeah. Man, her sister's like fucking 30 if she's getting bullied at this point. <laughs> wow. I don't Come know. Oh, <laughs> well, some people are dicks. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. I'm going to bully her sister so that this all comes to life. Ah. Anyway. I'm going to send mean DMs. Yeah. And like, <laughs> poor Graham, his nightmare was just like, ooh, it hit a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. Where like, not only was it the fear of the cancer coming back, because like he said to the confidant to the doctor, it's always going to be there. And there's always that threat that it might come back. But then to also have Grace be there, why didn't you save me? And it's like, I can go back and try again. And it's just like, no, you can't. Oh my God, it hurts. Oh, poor Graham. No, I'd say it was a good episode, and I appreciate that they actually took the time to write all of the characters instead of just, like, one or two. So, yeah, definitely mm. thumbs up. These ones are uh, attached. <laughs> have it. Um, so I don't have a lot of bad things to say about this episode without getting, like, really, really nitpicky. Um, I think... That's so weird. I definitely thought at the beginning you hated it. <laughs> I, I really like to pass that off as as the general. No, I I I, I, I like I, I try to go into these reviews um, not overly biased one way or the other, but I, I try not to let anything pass. Like to just get away and yeah, I try to pick at some things and find some stuff wrong. But uh, I would have had to, I had to try a lot harder with this one, I thought. And uh, you guys have covered a lot of the bases, but like uh, for me, uh, the I, the development we've talked about a lot of the development of the companions here, and I, I think they've finally not only shown some promise for what maybe we can expect in future future episodes, but at least we've put down some groundwork here now that come the end of the season uh they could pull kind of a surprise twist with any one of those three companions and i would accept it um i i it, like i wouldn't be pissed off that they've done nothing with this character all season and then all of a sudden just decide to make them important for the sake of a cliffhanger or a, a big finish at the end of the season right so mm-hmm. I, i'm happy there um if they're decide if they're setting up for anything big, you know, they they've put the work in. So good, thank you. Um, I wasn't. This wasn't my favorite villain uh, we've ever seen, but it wasn't terrible either. Uh, and I appreciated um, outsmarting the doctor and kind of using, I guess you call it hubris, uh, against her to you know use her better. <sighs> Her, uh, her 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 goodwill and her her decidedly better instincts against her to kind of force the real threat here in the story. So uh, that, that that was that was interesting enough. They you know we touched on the whole depression thing and uh, um, this the, like the special effects and CGI weren't terrible. Uh, some so, some of the shots of the fingers disconnecting were a little weird, but you know I'll take it. Um, Overall, no, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good episode. I, I won't call it my favorite Doctor Who episode ever, um, and it. I didn't either. Yeah, I. I mean, I have a much limited repertoire to draw from 
much more limited than than you do. But um, huh, my favorite Doctor Who episode ever is from Capaldi. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, we'll, I know what you mean. We'll talk about that another time. But um, actually, sure, I can sure. probably guess which one that is, um, or which three potentially. Yeah. Nope. One. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's only one good one there. Had to check. Had to <laughs> check. Um, the Monk Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? There you go. There's only one kind of monk I want to see, and it's the kind that gives me spirit orbs at, orbs at the end. Ooh! A little throwback to Breath of the Wild there. Mm-hmm. Barely a throwback. I'm actively playing it. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Ah, uh, okay. I have not yet, so... I'll pick up that master mode. I'll get yeah. there. Um, yeah, no, I... I uh, sorry, I got knocked off point there. Uh... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's it's all right. It's all right. Long story short, I enjoyed the episode. Um, it's it, oh, that's right. I was kind of comparing it. I I like this better than any episode from last season. Um, I am kind of on the fence comparing it to um, the Nikolai Tesla episode earlier this season. I I might. I think it's actually a little bit better. I like the whole idea of the Tesla. Uh, content, I guess, but as far as the actual episode is structured, the way it's all put together in terms of character development, everything else, I I, I think this was a better episode. I think it was better written. Um, and yeah, I, I come out of it feeling a lot more satisfied. So I, I guess I would give this one five creepy disembodied fingers out of five creepily invaded ear holes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> In- invaded yeah. ear holes probed maybe yeah violated violated Invade. Invade works. That is a, yes that is a good that's a good score mm-hmm. that's a very that's good score it's arguably one of the best hard to top <laughs> i liked it i liked it this is uh it's not this didn't have a familiar feel to me as far as what i consider a doctor who episode to be this felt hmm. new and good hmm. that's good that is good Yay. i just want to chime in here before the last one, but I did a little bit of research. Yaz is supposed to be 19. Oh. What? How is she, like, already a police officer then? I'm, like, she's she's a star new. My, my cousin's wife started really Yeah, young. she is just a, a new officer. Which is why it's... Starting off as pose. As a meter maid, I guess? I feel like the actress is in her mid-20s, though, and that's maybe why I'm... Don't you have to, like... Go to school. Their years are like ahead of a year ahead of us, sort of thing. Like, yeah. you could reasonably have be okay. in like police college and training by eighteen. Wow, she doesn't. Hmm. <laughs> she gets okay. thing. She's supposed to be nineteen. So three years prior, when the show she would have been sixteen, mm-hmm. and her younger sister right. is younger. Right. So, wow. Interesting. Timey wimey. So she's being bullied. She's being bullied for like a Billy Madison reason. Mm. <laughs> that's a I mean, that's a '90s joke for you millennials out there. Only '90s kids will understand. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not missing much. <laughs> Only '90s kids with cable TV. Hmm. Yeah, Carolyn didn't get a lot of Adam Sandler growing up, so. Probably for the best. Again, you're not missing much. (laughs) (laughs) I trust you, so. Yeah. Um, I I just, 
I want to chime in with with one last thing. <laughs> one thing. more thing. What she said. Um, <clears throat> I think that there is something being built up for Yaz because everybody else had their nightmare explained sort of as it was happening, but hers happened at the end and it led into something, a, a, an event in the present happening. She went and, and met up with that, uh, that, uh, officer. Yeah. The older officer. I've, but I feel like we literally went through all the companions and saw how each of them were dealing with what their dreams were in the present. Like Ryan well, yeah, but talked like, to Tebow. Ryan talked to the doctor. Yeah, but the explanation, like the first time we saw Yaz was, Yaz's dream, it was just, there's Yaz's sister on a road, and there's a police officer, and that's it. Yeah. By the time we, by the time we saw Ryan's dream, we had met Tebow. We had already mm. met the dregs. Hashtag Dregs writes, um, <laughs> and with uh, with Grim, you know, we we've met Grace. We know about his mm-hmm. potentially um, uh, remission. Wait, is remission good? Remission is good. Uh, I'm not a doctor. Remission is good. good. Okay, his potentially out of out of remission cancer. So I just find it really suspicious that uh, the explanation for Yaz's nightmare was shoved to the back of the episode. That's kind of what I was saying before. I, I felt like they left a lot of things unsaid and not really... Mm-hmm. They didn't fill in a lot of the answers here, so th- it feels like there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Guess so. Alright, everyone. That is going to do it for us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Doctor Who and hope you enjoyed this episode of Who in Review will be back next week to talk about The Haunting of Villa Diodati. Also, I would advise you that if you want to uh, sort of avoid spoilers for the rest of this series, don't go onto the series 12 page on TARDIS Wiki. Because there's some like fairly, I would consider fairly large spoilers in the descriptions of episodes that haven't happened yet. The timeless child is not Susan. Aw, man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I thought- no, it's the Valyard. <gasps> and the Valyard is Susan. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I thought you were going to recommend everyone go and read Frankenstein. Yeah, same. Or at least the uh, the origin I mean, story. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's necessary. <laughs> I don't recommend it. What? Oh, boy. Man, I, oh, I should try it again, but you I should. read it when I was like, I don't know, 18, 19, and I was like... When will this story end? <laughs> you know what? You know what? The most terrifying part of that book was that there was still half to go. <laughs> statement. Don't try it again. Read good books. That heat. Ooh. Yeah, if it didn't click, it didn't click. Nah. I mean, there's a, there's always a timing thing, an age thing, you know, with some books, but nah. maybe not so much. Definitely. I mean, like, it's with, like, fashion and, and anyway. whatever, it, the style of yeah. writing is <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's fine. Day of the Triffids was the most boring shit I've ever read. Yeah. Which one? That Day of the Triffids. Day of the Triffids? It's supposed to be a sci-fi classic where all the plants come to life and eat people. Oh. It sucked. It's like the first, but quote, first sci-fi novel? Uh, it was like 1950s, so. Wow. No. Okay, maybe not. I guess like, like mm-hmm. 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Various yeah. Jewels is that, Yeah, that's Jules yeah. Verne, H.G. Wells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I was boring. <laughs> point, so point is, we'll be back next week. So thank you for listening and goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. goodbye.
Goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye